It's Ethan Skolnick. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about our two great sponsors. You're familiar with both of them by now, but I'm going to tell you again about the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. The Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, you can reach them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets. Mention five reasons and your traffic ticket will be taken care of from a price of $49.95 or up. They just got mine thrown out, got another of my friend's tickets thrown out, so they do great work there, so check them out. They've got a new 15,000-square-foot office that's on I-95 in North Miami. We actually work out of that office, so we can vouch for the work that they're doing. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com or one 855 5,000 Law. The other sponsor, Doral Toyota. Doral Toyota, you can find them, of course, in Doral, just three blocks east of Dolphin Mall. They've got more than 1,200 cars in inventory, in-house financing available for credit-related issues. If you mention five reasons or five on the floor, you work with a dedicated concierge manager, not a salesperson. And here's the big thing. Pricing is at an all-time low, but they will also beat any other Toyota dealer price. So bring them another price, and they will beat it. Check out DoralToyota.com. That's 9775 Northwest 12th Street in Doral. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick here for the Five on the Floor podcast, Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm here with Bam Adebayo, who just got named to participate in USA Camp. And I just want to start here because just following you and kind of everything you're doing this offseason, everything you're working on, it seems to me like you're embracing kind of the role of wanting to be a, one of the faces of this franchise. How do you go about doing that? Just becoming becoming more of a leader. Mm-hmm. So kind of not not being like one of those leaders when like telling dudes what to do, but whenever I say something, like, people listen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like UD is a prime example. Whenever UD says something in practice or in the game or in the huddle, we all turn and face and look at UD out of just just the respect of him and mm-hmm. what he's done in his career. And in the gym, you've talked about you've been in the gym every day. Do you go in with a set plan every day? This is what I want to work on. These are things I want to focus on, or is just kind of what comes natural to you? Uh, it's kind of they set up the, the plan for us and – I just follow because mm. our our staff is great. Mm-hmm. We both had the same vision for myself, so it's kind of we kind of come together on, come mm. together on it mm-hmm. and just communicate through it. How different was it at the end of the year, sort of the last third of the season, where you were getting the starters reps, you were getting more minutes, they're running more stuff for you, just in terms of your approach to the game and your confidence. My confidence was at all all-time high first of all just just going into that and just having that and bringing that into the next season I feel like that's a good start for me but it it just gave me more experience it Mm -hmm. gave me more time to like make mistakes I guess you can say Mm -hmm. and play through my mistakes and can't do anything but credit both of that because he kind of kind of helped me through it Mm -hmm. and you know because I was second year player starting in Mm -hmm. the last what 30 30 games Mm -hmm. So going through that is rough because you got to play every night. Like you, you got to show up every night. And going through that, I really had to meditate and and really lock in. 
when you say playing through your mistakes. So there, just give me a couple of mistakes that you were trying uh, to work yourself through. Just, uh, oh no, make a, make a bad, make a bad turnover, like a, mm. throw it somewhere or you think he's about to cut and you throw it out of bounds. It's like those, those timely turnovers that don't need to happen, mm-hmm. that happen and he let me play through that. And when you're playing with a group more often, I would assume some of those things start to go away, right? Because, like you talk about, knowing where a guy's going to be, at a certain point, knowing where he's going to make a cut. Yeah. So when you go into camp now, you know kind of what the group's going to be right now. So as you prepare for that in the offseason, do you kind of understand what everybody else's game is on this team and how that fits with you? I know you haven't played with Jimmy yet. You haven't yeah. obviously played with Tyler yet. There's other guys that are going to come in here. But do you kind of get a feel for that? Yeah, you kind of get a feel for it in training camp. Well, before training camp, honestly – End of the summer, around a week and a half before training camp, we get in here and play pickle with each other. So you got to, you you get to see what people like their sweet spots. So, mm-hmm. like Jimmy, he's more of an attacker mm-hmm. and back cuts, and you know he loves to play his ISO game. So just setting screens for him, getting them open, and hopefully when he cuts, throwing the ball every once in a while. <laughs> so I guess that'll help for us. Well, that, as a passer, I mean, that's an element of the game that you have that a lot of bigs don't have. How do you think that can make the offense flow, and where does that come from, that instinct that you have as a passer? Because a lot of bigs don't have that. You know, I'm a community service leader, so I'm about <laughs> the people. So whatever the people want, i got to respond to <laughs> That's the explanation? Yep. Okay. Explanation. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go with that. And what, what is – you can sense Heat fans kind of rallying behind what you can be what justice can be, what Derek can be. What can you be? Ooh, sky's the limit for that. That's a, that's a, that's a scary that's a scary idea, but just working in the gym and, you know, just starting to see everybody morph into what they want to be, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of scary because then you got dynamic people all over the court, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it takes to get wins. You want guys that play both sides of the court. Derek says that you are a better dunker than him. <laughs> Next question. (laughs) He keeps pushing that narrative. I don't understand it. I don't. He's doing it to be funny. Okay. That's that's the main narrative of that. Derek's doing it to be funny, and I hope to see that in the headlines of the next paper that I read. Derek's trying to be funny because he knows he's the best dunker on that team. But will you be a better three point shooter than Derek? I'm giving him a run for his money. Mm -hmm. I will say that we go at it when we compete. So, some days he might beat me. Some days I might be him, but, you know, give us give us about three years. Mm-hmm. See where it goes. And USA Basketball, um, obviously it's a great honor. Is there somebody in particular that you're really looking forward to competing with in practices that you want to measure yourself against? I mean, a lot of dudes on the USA team I've been on the team with or actually played against already. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking to get out there and compete as a whole. Like, I'm a competitor, and I like to compete. I like to go at it. I like when I like when we bump heads in practice because it doesn't do anything but make us better. And I feel like coaches like that when they see guys bumping heads and going out in practice because it just doesn't do anything but make the team better. Do you want to be a 30 to 35-minute player in this league consistently? Yes. Yes, that's my goal. That's that's what I'm striving to be. That's That's what I want to be and just being a key factor. Final thing, you and Jimmy, how much communication have you had so far since I know he's been gallivanting all over Europe and all that stuff, but... He wished me happy birthday. That's about all I got for you this summer. <laughs> Wish me happy birthday. But it, 
I mean, it shows that he respects us because he didn't. He didn't have to do that. He doesn't really know me like that. We we know each other through D Wade, but mm-hmm. he didn't have to reach out to me and wish me happy birthday. But that he did, it shows he has character. Uh, we, I had Chris Bosch on a podcast for about 40 minutes, and he talked. One of the things Chris said was he said that he had a conversation with the young guys, one of which I guess was probably Josh too, but Justice and you and maybe Derek. He said, look, D-Wade's not here anymore. One of you, you guys, it's on you now. Yeah. You know, you got to take it. Yeah. How did you kind of take those words from Chris? Just seeing what Chris has done in his career, you have no reason but to follow that order. Like, mm-hmm. you have to. You have to lock in to what he says and his commands because you want to be similar to Chris. I want to be an all-star. I want to be a champion. So what I have to do is what he says, mm-hmm. kind of. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Worked out all right for him. So yeah, you'll, be, you'll be grabbing a rebound and sending it out to Tyler Harrow in game six of an NBA Finals just like he did to Ray Allen. And Hey, that sounds, we can get another banner up there. That sounds like a good day. Sounds like a good day. Have a great flight and have Appreciate a great time with the, uh, with the team. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Seth Levitt, who you may not know. And O.J. McDuffie. Who you definitely know. And we're getting ready to dive back into the fish tank. That's right, Drew. Season two of the Fish Tank podcast right here on the Five Reasons Sports Network kicks off on Tuesday, August 6th, with our biggest catch yet. Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. I got the first hit in, and then he proceeded to, to grab my face mask. And he, I swear to God, I've never seen anybody throw so many uppercuts <laughs> in so little time. And he hit me in my stomach, my solar plexus, <laughs> and my esophagus. <laughs> but it was like it was like it was on a, like a boomerang. Like I just kept boomeranging. <laughs> but the whole time he was holding my face mask and my head couldn't move. Hey, bobblehead. Sw- like this was boomerang before boomerang. He was even out on phones. So don't miss JT, OJ, DJ Preach, and myself. And all new guests. And most importantly, more of the best Miami Dolphins stories that you've never heard. Exactly, Big Seth. We've got an amazing lineup of your favorite Dolphins from guys I play with to guys I looked up to and even some players you'll be cheering for this season. Hey, hey, don't forget those of us who work behind the scenes, Yeah, you too. know I won't do that, man, because the Fish Tank takes you where no other Dolphin podcast can with some of the funniest, wildest, and most interesting stories of what goes on with your favorite team, players, and coaches when the cameras aren't watching. You can find The Fish Tank on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you do your podcast listening. So subscribe and start downloading today. Thanks for diving in. All right, welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast here at American Airlines Arena. Um, Finish that conversation with Bam Adebayo. I'm here now with Alex Toledo. You know him as at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. He's also on Miami Heat Beat. Uh, was out in uh, in Las Vegas with me for summer league, and today I just want to focus on Bam. I think, you know, you've had some interactions with him at different events. Um, the thing that strikes me about Bam is just how positive he is all the time. Like there's, you know, it's it and again, I, I don't want to draw direct comparisons to players who used to be here, <laughs> but it's it's a real distinction from some players who used to be here uh, in terms of just sort of attitude and. Kind of everything seems upbeat and, and you know, there's no complaining. And, I, you know, we just had a, you know, the conversation I had with him, but there was a couple of conversations he had with others before he had one with me, and all he's talking about is praising Eric Spolster. So that is a, a departure from what we're accustomed to from some other bigs here. Um, what, when you look at where he went to in the last third of the season last year when he was getting those reps, what did you see as his potential? So you talk about... Uh, Bam's general positivity and the ambiance that he gives off and something that I thought you were going to say when you started talking about comparison was Chris Bosh. He gives off a lot of those same vibes that I used to see from Chris Bosh over the TV where 
he's kind of a mellow guy at all times. And so, um, and as far as the second part of the question, last year when he was a starter, I think he was putting up per 36 averages of about of around 14, 15 per game, you know, 11 rebounds, three or four assists, a steal and a block and a half, something like that. On great percentages, we already know he's a switchy one through five type of defender. Uh, I think that that's what he can be as a full-time starter over the whole season, you know. Um, I expect him to take a leap because of the confidence that, that I think he, you know, he's talked about. And also playing with other guys, being recognized from Team USA, I think that'll help, that, you know, that'll probably help out too, make him feel like, you know, this is, this is going to be this, the year that he takes that step. Yeah, and, and I think when you talk about the defense, I didn't even get into that with him, but... I mean, that's, he's a different kind of defender than Hassan, right? So, I mean, everything with Hassan was about the block numbers and, and kind of, you know, being back in the back line of the defense, but there were always the questions, could he switch out? Would he switch out, right? Um, with Bam, there's no questions on that. And in terms of a modern big, most modern bigs are not rim-protecting bigs. They're switch bigs. I mean, that's, you've got to get out on shooters, and we've already seen that he can do that. So I think most of the context when we talk about Bam in terms of improvement this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is the scoring and the rebounding. It's not, it's not and even more so I think the rebounding than the scoring because the one thing that Hassan did do was collect rebounds at a really high rate. Bam's rebound rate has not been there until he started to get those extra reps in games. And I thought one of the things that was interesting that, that he said to me was that Spolster let him play through mistakes. And I think they're going to be able to do that again this year because the reality is they don't have a ton of bigs on this roster. I mean, as long as they don't make another trade, it's basically him, Kelly Olenek, 
James Johnson, if he's healthy, maybe Derek Jones Jr. some at the four, and he was a good offensive rebounder, but they don't have, uh, you know, and then Myers Leonard, obviously, that they've added, but they don't have a ton of bigs, and I think, like, he says he wants to be a 30 or 35-minute game player. That's what he's going to be, and so I do think that some of those rebounding numbers and other things are going to come. Yeah, so the thing with Bam is he has kind of had that reputation of not being, of being the inferior rebounder to Hassan, and it's fair because they've been a really good rebounding team with Hassan as a starting center. That was kind of what a lot of people who back up Hassan will, will, will point at. is like they've consistently good on defense, consistently good on rebounding. But like I said before, the, the point, the, you know, the per 36 and the per 100 possession numbers point to Bam being at least maybe not as good as Hassan uh, when it comes to rebounding and rim protection. But he seems like somebody who's up and coming, who's, who can already be productive on both of those aspects, knowing that those are kind of the other parts of the game that he's working on. As we, we already know the other things that he brings. The question to me with him as far as his potential and how much he reaches this year is how much he's willing to play through those mistakes, like you said, and, you know, do some of the face-up stuff, take more Mm -hmm. jumpers, be a little bit more confident that he can, you know, put some points in the paint other than just doing the, you know, the the screen, the dribble handoff and roll to the rim and, you know, either make a good pass when you get the ball or... He's not shooting enough, I feel like. I want to see more of what his offensive arsenal is like, especially now that Hassan's not here. Like you mentioned, too, there's not that many great bigs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where the potential lies for, for Bam. Well, and I think some of it will depend on who he's playing with, right? So if they go with those uh, Olenek out of bio lineups, which have been very effective the past two seasons, then obviously you've got Kelly as more of a stretch player, and Bam's going to have to operate a little bit more inside. Uh, but if you have, you know, a James Johnson who's not as good a three-point shooter as Kelly, okay, and, you know, maybe, again, you get back to some of that stuff with J.J. where he's handling the ball a little bit more and operating sort of towards the paint, then having Bam as a step-out big. I asked him about Chris Bosh in part because I think there are elements of Chris's game that if Bam can incorporate, then you're looking at a totally different type of player. And, and as we know, Chris became a very good mid-range shooter and then became ultimately, I'm not saying this is going to be Bam yet, but ultimately became a plus three-point shooter. I hated it when Chris started shooting threes because I thought, okay, I remember, you know, CB4 up in, you know, you know when he was up in... Uh, up in Toronto and kind of was more of a post guy, but Chris really didn't want to be a post guy. And he wanted to stretch his game out, and he got perceived as soft when he did that. But ultimately, it helped them win championships because he was a stretch player at that position, and you had guys like LeBron and Dwayne who could operate down in the post, so they were inverted. I feel like some of that's going to be with this team, too. I mean, Jimmy likes to operate inside at times. Uh, I think that when you, know, when you look, obviously, if, if Dragic, you know, again, is still expecting to be here, you know, a player who likes to sort of work his way into the lane, you've got Winslow, who I think can develop a little bit that you know, stuff maybe in the post. That was something that he worked on with Dwayne quite a bit, so maybe that's be part of his game. But I, I think some of it will depend on combinations. But the thing I like about Bam's game is there's enough potential in every area, right? So I don't think there's I don't know that there's anything that he's great at yet. But I don't see anything in his game that I say and I say he can't be good at this, right? He's a plus passer, he's a plus defender, uh, who I think is going to get better. You mentioned it as a rebounder; it looked better in the second half of last season. Um, and I think he could become a pretty good face-up shooter. So I, I just don't, I don't see anything where I say on a scale of 1 to 10, he can't be a 7. Now, is he going to be Pascal Siakam this season? I don't know. But I see the upside for him in all those areas, and I think that's why you know, they've pretty much taken him out of all the trade talks, because do you want him to become that somewhere else? Yeah, so I think that's very interesting to me. Everybody has been making those Siakam, the, the Pascal Siakam comparisons, and I think it's interesting because he kind of got that free reign 
to do more stuff with the ball. And I think it would be a natural fit for Bam to t have more of those reps on the perimeter because he's doing so much of that uh, dribble handoff action at the top of the perimeter. And if he's not doing stuff out there, uh, he can roll to the rim like he always does. I think it's, it's a natural fit for him to start transitioning into more of that big that you need to cover out there in the perimeter that's a real scoring threat. They're gonna need to replace uh, you know, some of that scoring production they lost as far as Jay Rich, Dwayne, uh, and Hassan. So I think it's a natural fit for sure. If I was to say to you right now, and I know how Heat Beat and Heat Twitter feel about Justice Winslow, and I am a big Justice proponent, and I think what we saw last year in small sample size when he was given the reins is very promising. To me, when I look at upside, I say Bam has the higher upside of the two of them. Do you agree with that? I agree in the sense of the two individual players that we're talking about. The only counter to that, I think, would just be the, you know, the center and its value in the NBA as a general concept as far as that it's still a valuable position. I think Bam is exactly the type of guy you want there, especially because he doesn't ask for the ball too much. He doesn't ask for too many shots. If you get me, he, doesn't, he does everything that you want and doesn't do any of the things that you don't want. And also, I think, he's, like I said, he definitely has more upside than Justice. The only thing with Justice, he has a positional versatility of being able to play multiple positions and guard multiple positions. So does Bam. But I think it's a very interesting question. But I tend to agree that uh, Bam has more potential. I also think for this team, if you're looking at Jimmy being here for the next four years, and this is even independent of some kind of a Bradley Beal move, which, again, you would hope would not involve someone like Bam, uh, but if you just look at Jimmy and you say, okay, there is some duplication there with Jimmy and with Justice, yeah. but there's nobody on the roster who can do the things that Bam can do. And so I, 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 I tend to get away from this idea of we talk about bigs not being as important in the NBA. I don't think that's really true. I think, I think the traditional big is not as important. The Hassan Whiteside big, not, not, not his fault, but that type of big is not as important. But the Nikola Jokic big is important in the right. NBA, right? The, for years, the Marc Gasol big was important in the NBA uh, before he sort of went the other way. But obviously, he played some role in Toronto's championship. Uh, but I do think that the, the versatile big, uh, the Siakam, if you qualify him as a big, okay, you know, that, that there are the versatile big who can, who can again, guard out on the perimeter, uh, can be a passer that can help you. You can run offense through can make a face-up jumper, maybe stretch his range out, you know, towards the three-point line, uh, finish at the rim, give you that verticality, you know, in terms of the vertical spacing that you need. He could do all those things. I don't know necessarily that, again, what you talk about justice, and not his players, but his positions, say, okay, is a point guard these days, uh, you know, even a, a good-sized point guard who doesn't have maybe natural point guard instincts but is developing them, is that position more important than a big if you're playing one big, too. Like, let's say that you're not playing a lot of Kelly Olenek in these situations, but you're playing Bam with, say, a Derek Jones Jr. or somebody else smaller at the four, and he's your only big on the floor. That might be more important, you know, than having, you know, uh, you know a player at, say, Justice's position. See, I agree with you because, uh, like I said before, I tend, I would usually, when it comes to talking about players like this, I would tend to go towards the wing slash, you know, facilitator. But with Bam, he's kind of the counter to everything. Because he's a checklist, he, he, you know, he fills out everything in the checklist of what you want. And the other thing is, he's never going to be this extremely expensive center. At least, it's, he mm. doesn't, I don't think he projects to be that way anytime soon. Even though he is going to be immensely valuable to the Eden, has been already. I think he want, you know, he doesn't... There's something about him where it's like he fits pretty much any lineup he plays on because of all the things that he does. He's a natural, he's naturally a complementary player. So he's exactly what you would want. It's like you talked about Jokic and Gasol. Jokic and Gasol... The negatives with them were that they were, you know, the slow, stiff-footed mm -hmm. bigs, and Bam was the opposite. 
Right. Obviously, Bam doesn't have that kind of range that they do, uh, at least not yet. But that's why I think he's the counter to all that. Whereas, like, he's not going to be too expensive. He's not going to completely, you know, take up a chunk of your cap. He's not going to take too many shots. He's not going to uh, screw up on defense. He doesn't. He, you know, he passes the ball very, very well. So yeah, I'm. I think we're all really high on what he can be. Well, I, I think the comparison before was Clint Capella. And but then we saw Clint Capella's stock kind of fell last year in the playoffs, and that was actually a player that Houston was looking to move if they could make the kind of move we thought they were going to make before they ended up making the Westbrook move uh, with Chris Paul. But I, I I actually think Bam has more upside than Capella. There are certain things. Again, you look at a checklist and you say, is this a player who's not capable of doing this? And I think there are things with Clint Capella's game that you look at and you say he's not capable. He's probably not going to be capable of doing this particular thing. I, the only place I would disagree with you here is I, I do think Bam's going to be an expensive player down the road. I, I, I think as that type of big uh, becomes more and more important in the NBA, we saw what Lamonte Capella got was at five years, $85 million, and that's a complimentary player on a team that was pretty much capped out. So I, I do think that he's going to be an expensive player, but I think that the way the Heat view this is you have Jimmy as your wing piece. You have Bam as your big piece. And now it's, okay, can you find one more perimeter piece? Is it that justice develops into that? Is it that you go get a Bradley Beal? Is it Tyler Harrow is more than maybe some of us thought? But it's that third piece that they need to add. And then what the thing that he'd have always been good at is, okay, then you find the complementary guys that are cheaper or that you develop through your G League system or whatever. But I, I do think, I think they view him and the way they've kind of taken him off the market and the way they talk about him. And the way that they were so eager to get Hassan out of here, I think they view him as a player who's going to be their big. This is their big. I mean, maybe he's not Shaq or Zoe or Bosch, but he's next in line, I think. And, and I think they wanted Hassan to be next in line, but because of the way the game changed and because of sort of his attitude about certain things, that was never going to happen. Yeah, and I agree because you might, you might have a point about uh, him ending up an expensive player, but I agree with you there that he's going to be their big moving forward. I was just thinking the same thing when you were talking earlier was like, you try to build up a championship contender, you usually have a, a team that has, you know, maybe a star wing, a star guard, you know, facilitators, like, you know, maybe some two-way playmakers, things like that. Bam is the perfect complimentary center that I would also be fine paying a good amount of money to because, like I said, he could play with any lineup and... I think he fits perfectly as far as, like, you know, trying to build a championship team. Yep. All right. Well, we apologize for some of the background noise. This is what happens when you do this in the lobby of American Airlines Arena. So uh, we'll try to clean that up for next time. But that's Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. You can also find him on the Miami Heat Beat podcast. Um, obviously, I'll be back with Alphonse Sydney soon, ranting about a whole bunch of different things. And probably Alex is going to be out here uh, this year helping us out with some coverage. So I hope you enjoyed the BAM interview, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, we understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. 
you decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in, try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.